Dear pilots, on behalf of Bulletin Flight Productions and Radio, we want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to present an amazing opportunity to your organization which furthers positive gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender plus community endeavors throughout our network. Our platform, Bulletin Flight Radio, delivers powerful messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week on topics like sexuality, mental wellness, faith, and religion, reaching over 10K plus listeners each month. From Airtime Pro to Radio FM. With Radio FM, you can play any live bulletin flight radio show on your iPhone and iPad. Tune in to tons of free programming featuring all the latest music on earth. Our first anniversary and annual celebration is here and will take place all month long through December 31st, 2022. Help us make 2023 even bigger for you. Ways to give to this inclusive, progressive, Christian nonprofit 501c3 for all believers in breaking all boundaries are as follows. Cash app, dollar sign, bulletin flight radio, or mail your checks to P.O. Box 2545, Victorville, California, 92393. And remember, this is your story, our station. My guest today is best known as an American author, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and media personality, Catrice. 
Catrice is affectionately known by her YouTube subscribers as Cocktails and serves as host of Cocktail Hour with Catrice. Catrice has also authored several publications including Triumph Over Adversity, Overcome Your Church Hurt, which documents her life in the process throughout ministry and delivers a beautiful testimony about her deliverance. In 2015, Catrice started her broadcast from Twitter and then moved to Periscope. Now, of course, nowadays she is on YouTube and to date her YouTube channel, Cocktail Hour with Catrice, has over 420,000 views and over 48,000 hours watched. Wow, congratulations on that. And to top it off, more than 3.5 million channel impressions. Please help me welcome to the show, Catrice. is available. This call is being recorded. Hello? Hello. Is this Catrice, a.k.a. Miss Cocktail? This is Cocktail. How are you? <laughs> is this Dominic? Fantastic. Yes, this is. This is just Dominic giving you a call <laughs> from Bullet and Flight Radio. And uh, oh. we've got our listeners on, and, and uh, they, they have been very curious. You have been a very popular uh, topic of conversation, uh, being on the Darren Walter Show, which is also aired on Bullet and Flight Radio. So, yes, I'm so happy that you asked it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling me. I appreciate it. And I didn't know it was that popular, but to God be the glory, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. You know, we're playing in about, I think, eight different countries now. So for all those that are mm-hmm. listening in the Ukraine and Indonesia and the U.K. and all throughout the U.K. and even Russia, you know, we want to really wow. connect our audience to you and let you know and our listening audience know that no one is alone, no matter where you are on this planet. So do you have a few moments to answer a few questions for us? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> That's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how you got involved. For those that did not hear the Daryl Walter Show on Bullet and Flight Radio, I suggest that you take a listen. It will rerun on Bullet and Flight on Tuesdays. But tell us a little bit about how you got involved in music, ministry, and the whole business side of the industry. So, actually, I was in ministry for, oh, my goodness. Wow, I think I started in ministry at the end of 2003, and I was in ministry for a whopping uh, 10 years. So I left in 2014, um, you know, to take a sabbatical, and then, you know, how sometimes how life happens. Sometimes the sabbatical takes a little bit of time, but I'm sure we'll get into that at some point soon. Um, But I started off in ministry, and then branched off and then I, I started uh broadcasting on Periscope. I don't know if you're familiar with that platform, but at one point it was owned by Twitter. And so I started to 
broadcast on Periscope. I had a pretty decent following there. But, you know, as, as life goes on and social media starts to um, change a little bit, I actually decided to um, take my content and put it on YouTube. So I started the pre-recorded videos. And initially, just Dominic, let me tell you, I was not in it to talk about the church, pastors, none of it. It really was about talking about uh, manifestation and abundance and the law of attraction. But then, I, you know, you know how life is, and you know how YouTube is and social media. I saw a video about a, pa- a very well-known bishop. And I said, oh, my, this is, you know, it's a lot going on. So I, I kept watching and kept watching. And then I couldn't help but record a video. So for the video, I just decided to just give my reaction to different uh, topics that were going on, which has blossomed into to this. So I think that my 10 years in ministry really prepared me to talk about the things that are going on within the church, Christianity, and the body of Christ today. So that's how I got started. Wow, wow. What a beginning. You just never know. And Periscope was such a popular platform. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Periscope was massive. And I actually miss Periscope, but YouTube is definitely giving Periscope a run for their money. So uh, it it was a a good platform to start on. Yes. Yes. That is so true. And it's so funny when you talk about. Going back now, we're talking about 20 years. I can't even believe mm-hmm. 20 years yeah. of being in ministry. Yeah. And it's so funny how the church prepares you for public speaking and how to really articulate and, and express oneself. So it's, you can tell you have that structure, those bones, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good, great, one of the best things <laughs> you do take away <laughs> from that whole experience. Right, right. So tell us, what has been the impact of gospel music in your life, both both pros and cons? Of gospel music, you know, I'll say this, gospel music definitely, even, you know, there are days when I'm broadcasting or preparing, you know, my content calendar, which I've just recently started, and there are just some songs that get you through, you know what I mean? There are some songs that you just can't help but to turn on or if I'm at the gym working out and, and, you know, thinking about what I'm supposed to do for the day or for YouTube, there's nothing like that one song that will really just take you over. You know what I mean? And it's amazing how God has used his artists and musicians in order to get the message across. Even if it's a message of hope or, you know, to move on or to let things go, you know what I mean? Sometimes right. God is just trying to relieve the message for us to let some things go. And so uh, uh, if, if it wasn't for gospel music and those old school hymnals, I don't know where I would be. <laughs> I don't have a clue where I would be. Yeah. That is the truth. I totally agree with that. That has been where I found my sanity, where I have found that real yeah. place more in music than, than anything else. And every genre of gospel music from hip-hop to house to whatever is good good quality i'm loving it (laughs) absolutely so what has been some of the negative some of the cons that maybe you've uh uh faced within uh gospel music 
you know, I'm not really a business, you know, I'm not really in that sector, but I, I know from the church perspective, you know, um, you know, not so positive relationship, you know. Uh, for me, I know personally, um, I've always been faced with not being a part of the uh, quote-unquote it crowd. You know, I've always kind of been, uh, you know, just just, a, just, a, just an average church goer. I used to call myself a church nerd, but, um, you know, not being a part of, I guess, the popular group so to speak, uh, is probably the, the most uh, that I've faced within gospel music. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, for, for our listening audience, you hear me say all the time, you know, I come from Detroit and raised in the 80s and 90s particularly. And, um, yeah, it, it does have – the business does have its dark side. Yes, it's, it's beautiful yeah. and, and to be – a, a church goer and a concert goer is it, a lot of fun, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes yeah. stepping behind the veil can be a little. Got to figure out <laughs> how to walk that tight tightrope for sure. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. So, tell us, do you have any secret talent that you want to you want to share with us? Oh, this is just one of my talents. Well, one of my talents is, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. I am, I am a published author, so I'm a writer. I definitely okay. enjoy writing. Um, that's, that's part of uh, what came out of my uh, Periscope days. When I was recording on Periscope, one of the things that my followers were requesting during that time was for me to document what happened to cause church hurt within my life. So um, that's how my book was actually birthed. But I've always been a writer. Um, I, I journal like crazy. Now I'm mostly with a computer <laughs> instead of actually writing by hand. But I, I love to write. I love to create. I love to, um, and I love to pour into people. I think that's one of my, the biggest passions of my life. But yeah, I, I'm definitely a writer. I have a, a published book out called Triumph Over Adversity, Overcome the Church Heart. And that, again, the yeah. first one that time of Periscope. So, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. If they don't watch the show, then they would never know that part. <laughs> yes, that's right. And and all those that are listening, you probably heard me touch on that in uh, the opening and in the, uh, in the introduction uh, that Catrice has uh, her, her, her author side. She has definitely put the pen to the pad. And give it a yeah. piece of her mind, and so that is fantastic. Just a little bit now, and then we want to encourage you. We're gonna I mean, we're gonna get to it later in the interview, but how everyone can can connect to your book, find the book, download it, read it, and even uh, send you feedback. You know, to let you know that hey, we got your book, yeah. we love you, and subscribing to social media. So we're gonna get there in a minute, but um, okay. I just. I just wanted to, because this is such great information, I first always <clears throat> want to connect through ministry and music, because even if you're not a singer mm-hmm. or a musician, that's something that has, yeah. it's such a part, a major part of black church and the church experience. And so yeah. Yeah. I always yeah. like to, because, you know, we always connect over those things. If it's not food, it's going to be music. <laughs> That's right. That's, you are absolutely right, right about that. <laughs> so, 
So knowing about your podcast and how you've grown, how you've taken it to YouTube, and for sure, shout out to you and 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 everyone. Let's let's give her some honor and put some respect on her name. Number one, all the people who talk about church are usually men, as 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 you know we we mm-hmm. talked about, and anyone who watches YouTube can testify to that. You've got your Larry Reeds and your Thais Jacksons and your Daryl Walters and, and these wonderful individuals, no no shade to them, but you yeah. don't hear a lot about church hurt from a female perspective. So yeah. your thoughts yeah. and your experience are deeply valued, especially here at Bullet and Flight Radio. Just wanted to say Thank that you. to you. I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate that because, you know, there are times where you, you know, honestly, just guys, sometimes you want to give up, you know, because you're thinking no one's listening, but then you get those messages saying, you know, you know, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. Or, you know, thank you for talking about the situation that happened with, you know, this woman of God that was done wrong or something, you know, something happened. And, and that's what keeps me going. You know, it's, it's really the subscribers. You know, my cocktails crew, you know, it, it's really them who, and the people that I don't even know, it's so funny. I get information from people or just accolades from people that I have no clue, and that's what keeps me going. It's, it's the people that are listening and that are being impacted, you know? Yeah. So I appreciate yeah, that. That's right. That's right. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes we do things and we go live or, and we say, oh, you know, only, you know, X amount of people are watching. But then we don't realize yeah. that two, three days from now, or even a month from that moment, that was seed was planted mm-hmm. for another moment for someone else. And yeah. so those numbers yeah. start to go up, and and people, like you say, their lives are impacted because what you have to say and what you've experienced really does matter. And so, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. encouraging myself as I'm encouraging you because it is absolutely come on, yes, sometimes yes, do that true. That's it. <laughs> so, also, in that it. vein, tell us where you see your career, your platform. This is your ministry, in in actuality. Where do yeah. you see it going in the next ten years? Speak it, make it plain. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's that's your prophetic right there, uh, just Dominic, because <laughs> you sound just like my subscribers, okay? These people have told me, Tasha, we don't care if you do this because this is your <laughs> this is your ministry. And I thought I said, this is not my ministry. They said, Tasha, listen. I said, okay, I'm going to take it. I'm going to receive it. Uh, but, you know, I'll be honest with you. I learned, uh, <laughs> I learned about, God, maybe 13 years ago that I, even though I, I do write the vision, okay, I do Habakkuk, okay, I write the vision and I put it before God and I, I send all those positive intentions I, I have learned and it really stems from the, the death of my father um, 12 years ago, I'm mean, me, 10 years ago, that um, I, don't, I don't really like to do a lot of planning. So I'll do a base level of planning, but I also understand that God is going to be God. And and so and his plan is sufficient, just like his grace is sufficient. And so for me, I'll put it before him, and I go, you know what? This is my plan, but I know you got your own going on up there. So you tell me what you want me to do, and I'm going to do it. 
but uh, but this is what I really want. You know, I still point to the to, to the calendar, <laughs> and I still tell him this is really what I want right here. But I ultimately know because um, during that time when my father was passing, I put myself in a five-year plan, and uh, he took my uh, the Lord took my father that same year, and so from that moment forward, I realized that God's plan was better than my plan could ever be. And so um, even now, I just say, you know what, Lord, this is what I want, but it's all in your hands, let's go. Really. And I just walk hand in hand with him and let him guide me along the way. So, yeah, hopefully, but listen, hopefully, you know, 100,000 subscribers or, or more on YouTube in the name of Jesus. That's what I'm hoping for. Yes, all that's right. what I'm hoping for. We're going to put it out there. That's right. That's right. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it doesn't. <laughs> Like like you say, we 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 can make plans and and get laughed at later yeah, on yeah. for making plans, but it is smart not to get too detailed, like you said. And okay, it's going to be like this yeah. and this year and year two and three and four. It's like nah, it doesn't doesn't always work out that way. And and God's plans yeah. are usually better than ours. So yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that. So yeah, we're gonna put it out there. In ten years, you're gonna have more than 100,000 subscribers, you're going to be, uh, you know, talking yeah. to all kinds of folks and doing all kinds of wonderful things. So you touched on your father and the passing of your father, which I am sorry to hear. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit yeah. more of what your childhood was like. Oh, my childhood actually prepared me for ministry, <laughs> like most people. Uh, I have a twin yes. sister, which is my sister and I. Yeah, uh, it's just my sister and I, and uh, we actually grew up in the, well, my main church was the AME church. That's, I'm an AME brat, grew okay. up there, uh, and also I was affiliated with UMC. And so, but I was in Sunday school every Sunday. Um, I had a pretty low-key childhood, you know, nothing too crazy. You know, we all have our ups and downs and things, family issues. But, uh, you know, definitely uh, was, you know, my my mother made sure we were always in Sunday school, you know, always probably the first ones there, <laughs> which I didn't like. Uh, but definitely had that foundation. And uh, if it wasn't for my grandmother who passed when I was 12, you know, I definitely would, I would not have had that firm foundation within the church. Uh, but just an average upbringing, you know, loving uh, family, you know, loving parents. Uh, my father was in Vietnam, so, you know, he's very militant. So I think sometimes people can see that when they're watching my show, uh, how I can be now. But I'm, I'm showing the softer side, too. So, yeah, um, you know, it was a pretty decent childhood, you know, but definitely that firm foundation within the church. Some things I didn't always agree with and question God about, you know, honestly. Yeah. But it definitely prepared me for uh, my tenure in the ministry and then ultimately now where we are today. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is absolutely amazing to hear. And, you know, and I love to hear, and I was talking to a, a previous guest uh, a few months back or a few weeks back, mm-hmm. and she was saying that, you know, my mother and father raised me in the church. And I said, can you just say that again? And I love to hear you talk mm-hmm. of, talk about both your mother and your father and the impact that they have. Oftentimes, you know, the assumption is we as African Americans only had one parent household. And to be honest, yeah. growing up, mm-hmm. I barely knew anyone. 
I think maybe one or two people that I knew had a one-parent household. Other than that, our fathers, our black fathers were in our lives. So that just touched me yeah. to hear you say yeah. that's why, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry for, for yeah, your Yeah, my father was definitely, thank you. Yeah, he was definitely in our lives. But um, when it came down to the church aspect, that's where I feel like I could have, you know, we could have seen a stronger presence. But in the home, he was definitely there. You know, he was a very active yeah. father. <laughs> he was definitely there. So. Good. No, you know, and, and I totally get that. To, to, to me, uh, you know, growing up in black church, it is, it, you know, uh, nine out of ten people are going to be female, so it seemed, in the church. Yeah. And if there was a male pastor, yeah. it almost seemed like a harem or a cult, in a sense, where yeah. outside men yeah. did not have the, the ability to, you know, to, anyway, it just, I, I totally understand the, the perspective yeah. of your father. You said it, though. I mean, we definitely, you know, there are, uh, I, you know, so, so I have a running joke uh, on my, in my life and in on my platform that a lot of times we see the churches and it's mostly <laughs> women's ministry every Sunday. You know what I mean? And like you said, you have that, that male figure, that male pastor, and then you have the women. And the women is, what, 90, what, 85% women, 15% men, if that sometimes. So, yeah, it's, right. it's definitely still an issue in today's church. It is, and I think that that's why the church is on fire right now. And I don't mean on fire in a good way. I mean burning down. Mm. Wow. It's because we we haven't figured out a way. When I say we, of course, I shouldn't even say we, because I don't go to anybody's church, because I see that we just have not figured out a way to uh, step out of our pride, step out of all of our mm -hmm. titles and all the self-inflation yeah. to just yeah. talk to people and talk, really talk about the good news. So I, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so can you I know, ask you if, if you I'm could – oh, sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say if I can add this, and uh, no, I don't want to run over, but, you know, I, I, I also say that many times, and, and I'm seeing it even more as I'm broadcasting and talking about these issues, that the Black uh, church has single-handedly adopted the Black family value and morals. And sometimes that is don't ask, don't tell, you know, or we're going to just Absolutely. keep that to the side and not address it. And uh, I think that you would think that because of how many women are in the church that they will be addressing more issues, but, but when it comes down to their pastor, they don't play that. So you know, it, it just is what it is at this point. Yeah, and unfortunately, that. I have seen so many times it leaves a lot of black men out of church. It alienates them from their, their families uh, because yeah. they may not yeah. agree with everything that this other guy is saying. And, and yeah. you know, sometimes our fathers have seen the pastors in regular situations and think, hey, you're not going to tell me you know, not to drink or not to do this and not, and you doing that and yeah. much more. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And and I also I have think. enjoyed seeing the Hillsong saga play out over the past couple of years and, mm. and to see that they are on fire too because a lot of our mega churches gets, lo gets mm -hmm. their loans to become mega from them. 
And that template is just a copy and paste, copy and paste. And I just, I don't like it. Well, anyway. (laughs) That's a whole other show right there, just talking about, Mm -hmm. because I I love the black church. I I, Just like you born and raised in it. And so I feel like yeah. I have the opportunity and should criticize the church any opportunity that I get because I love it. Yeah. And to yeah. see the failure, to see houses closing, mm-hmm. to see all of the hypocrisy and pride it's, and, yeah. and lack of integrity across the board, it's just, it's, it's really disgusting. Yeah, that's, that's I, the word right there, though, the integrity. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, you know, everyone, I, yes. so everyone, I encourage you to tune in to Catrice's, uh, her podcast or her, her show on YouTube, it should be a podcast. I may be putting that out in the future. That's probably going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm <laughs> Because you can still get good wisdom, good knowledge, good information without all of the fluff. And, and a lot of people are yeah. confused by that. If I want to go yeah. see a game show, I'll turn on a game show. But I shouldn't have to see it right. in, my, in my local church. Anyway, <clears throat> mm-hmm. if, if you could collaborate with anyone on a project, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a good question. You know what? I'm going to I have to shout out the GOAT, and a lot of people don't really care for her too much. But I would love to collaborate and even just sit down and, and pick her brain, Wendy Williams. I really would love to oh. sit down with Wendy Williams um, because I, you know, I, I kind of liken myself to her a little bit because I'm extremely, I could be extremely controversial about uh, issues concerning the church and I can have compassion concerning the church. But, um, you know, she, she made her way, you know, on radio first and then, ultimately on television, just really sharing what was going on in the world. And, you know, my niece is the church. So yeah. that's I'm pretty much doing the same thing, you know, uh, to make sure that people are aware of what's going on and, and the quote-unquote tea that I receive, but also sharing, um, you know, you know, passions and sharing um, solutions, you know, because, we can go on to online all the time and share our grievances, but we need to also provide some sort of solution, you know, to the issues right. and the problems of what these Africans are doing. But I, I like how she handled herself back in the day, you know, when she was broadcasting um, on, on the radio and everything. And, you know, how she made such an impact on television. You know, I know she's no longer on, but, man, you know, people really miss her. And it's like, like you talked about she that new song, Copy and Teddy. There would not be a, a Jennifer Hudson on TV or a Sherry Shepard without Wendy Williams paving that way. Right. So you have to pay homage to, to her and, uh, you know, give her her flowers. She's still here. So I would love to collaborate with her. I know she can be controversial, but you know, so can her. And it's okay. You know, sometimes you got to yeah. tell a little bit of truth. You know, it might hurt a little bit, but it's, but it's worth hearing because you can make some changes. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so that is the truth. Okay. <laughs> that is so interesting. Yeah. I never thought. How are you doing? Yeah. 
that cycle is also a really big deal. I remember one of my aunts who has, gosh, she's so conservative and so steeped and cemented in the church and its old ways. And I remember when Hillary Clinton ran for president, I believe the second time, she said, I mm-hmm. would rather vote for Trump than vote for a woman. Because I don't believe yeah. a woman should be, and I thought, well, you are a woman, and you're in the church. Yes, I don't believe in female mm-hmm. pastors, and I don't believe in this, and I don't believe in yeah. It's so shocking to hear women say that sort of thing. So yeah. I believe that is part of the reason why uh, your voice and your platform is so unique, because you have completely forsaken traditional old, archaic mm-hmm. ways. Let's just start working. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what, Dominic? You know, I, my mouth is kind of big. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. I also address that on the show. And I also say, you know, if I was a man, you would do this. If I was a man, you would, you know, you right. wouldn't be giving me as much grief. I, I like to call those things out. And I, and I think that goes, it takes me back to my childhood where one side of my family were, you know, pro-men. You know, the men, they, they, they do as they say, and, and not in a bad and a negative way, but just, you know, the man was just everything, right? So yeah. you're subservient to that man. The other side of my family was, was a little bit different. And so growing up seeing that, even to this day, my 85-year-old uh, wonderful aunt, uh, she still feels that way, right? So... I'm, I'm, I've always been the woman to cry aloud, right? Like, I remember being a little girl and then telling me constantly, shut up, Katrice, shut up, Katrice, because I would always just say what I, what I felt like I needed to say, and I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be shunned or shut up, and, uh, and it's carried me to this point um, broadcasting, and I'm going to continue to use my voice to, to call out those issues, especially concerning uh, the women's issues. And that, you know, listen, yeah. I, I do it also for the LGBT plus community, you know. I was an ally before an ally was a thing. You know what I mean? And I just recall talking to one of my besties of 30 years the other day and uh, he's a, a, a gay pastor, a gay minister, uh, rather. And I said to him, I remember when I, when I first got put in the church and I felt conflicted. Because I said my Bible says too that that's how he knows that we are disciples of when we have love for one another. And love did not mean who you love, it just means he loves you. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so okay. I've always felt, even when I was ordained in 2000 and God, what was it, 2009, when I was ordained, I said, I'm still conflicted. And I, and I cannot, I can't shake this thing here. You know what I mean? Because I don't believe everything. And it wasn't that my pastors were trying to bog us down with that. It was just my own personal confliction. And I said, if I have an opportunity to speak something, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Uh And there there was never enough truth in the church. It was always redacted, in my opinion. I remember being a kid asking questions about Daniel, who was clearly different, and what was the unit? What was that culture like? What mm-hmm. was talk about it? And I had no idea that it was the LGBT, and how because mm-hmm. of course they didn't want that to be known because you, you, they right. did not want God to be seen in the unit community. They didn't, don't want God to be seen in 
and women, but I've read repeatedly that God said, I am both mother and father. Yeah. When Adam was created, he had an entire woman inside of him. So so sexuality is very... People don't want to talk about that conversation. No, no. They can't see God as a woman. But if, if we're made in this image and likeness, then he is both male and female just upon that alone. That's so right. it's just, it's really, it's, it's just so sad that we're so archaic in our thinking and we're supposed to be so progressive. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's another conversation, right? That is another conversation. We're going to have to have I you back, it. in all honesty, so that we can have a conversation about just theology and and, and you know, just, just, just yeah, I would love that. <laughs> Absolutely, so, let's do it. Yes, we're gonna do it. So everyone, I, I I want you to stay tuned because right, well, before I get there, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. You all can find me at a cocktail hour with Catrice on all social media platforms as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm also on TikTok, cocktail hour with Catrice. You might, it might be cocktail hour W Catrice on uh, TikTok and Instagram, but cocktail hour with Catrice on all social media platforms. Oh, wow. All right. That's pretty easy, everyone. So please make sure you like this in and support this brilliant sister, okay? She is intelligent. She is insightful. She is bold. She's going to speak her mind. You may not like everything that she says or or how she says everything, but trust me, by the end, you're going to love and say, you know what? She was right. She was right. That's right. She's not going to talk to you like, you know, like like you are so fragile and delicate. She's going to say, the truth. And that's what we encourage yeah. here and what yeah. we love. So please find cocktails with Catrice or Catrice cocktails. You just punch it in online and search for and make sure you <laughs> like and subscribe. Please do that because we want to support yeah. all voices and our people and perspectives that, that come from a, a place of truth and just genuineness. So please do that. And I will do the same. So so you'll see me and and we'll see each other. (laughs) We'll see each other. Okay. We'll see each other. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone, keep it locked right here. Up next, we are going to play some hot gospel hits and some of your favorite tunes. So keep it locked. You don't want to miss anything. All right. You've probably heard of our sister company, Pyromedia Network, where some of the best rising star creators are streaming next level content. But have you ever wondered how they are produced? Have you ever wanted that same top quality content creation, photography, video production, and more for your brand? Don't take another second to debate. Book your wedding photographer or videographer create a promo for your business, or get your special occasion film in the most beautiful way possible. Visit www.pyromediaproductions.com or call 323-405-3825.
1-800-920-0820 to schedule a free consultation and let us take your project to the next level.